back to today's podcast. Yes, this is the second episode in our mini series called That Is Not My Job. And I'm so excited to be here once again with my sister, Ashley. Uh, I just want to take this time to dedicate to you. I love you so much. And uh, yeah. I feel like every time you introduce me, it's always like so dramatic. (laughs) It's sentimental, Ashley. That's what it is. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you very much. That's all I wanted. I wanted to know that I was appreciated. I wanted to be liked. (gasps) That is a perfect lead into today's episode. Now, you guys are probably already anticipating it because let me tell you right now, I have been anticipating it, okay? Last week when I put on our Instagram, which is at Coffee and Bible Time, which honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do know we have an Instagram because we promote our podcast the most on our Instagram. But I made this little infographic um, after this video where basically you swipe and it talks about what each episode is going to be. And this episode is going to be, it's not my job to be liked, it's my job to be authentic. Now, if you're a human being, chances are you've gone through this, okay? And Ashley and I are currently sitting next to each other, um, realizing that we have both gone through this. And we have both had a lot of realizations through uh, the struggle of wanting to be liked by your peers and then realizing that that isn't our job. It's actually our job to be authentic, but also the uphill climb and the battle of learning what it means to be authentic and learning how to do it with dignity and strength and confidence and assurance that it's okay to be yourself. And it's okay to be who you are. And then also just coming to the terms that not everybody is going to like who you are. Not everybody's going to like your personality. And that's a hard thing to swallow when you want to be liked, but also like being on the journey of realizing it isn't your job. It just isn't your job to be liked. It's a extremely tight-fisted issue that a lot of people have. They want to hold on to this idea of being liked. But really the freedom comes from letting go and learning to be your true authentic self. So I, you know what, honestly, Ashley and I both have buttloads to say on this topic. Okay, buttloads. But I'm going to let Ashley take the floor because she's been going through this recently. Okay. And the thing is, is we picked out this podcast series before, you know, she kind of hit this moment of like, wow, I'm really going through this journey of before poop hit the fan. Amen. (laughs) Just before poop hit the fan. And, uh, uh, (laughs) basically I hate to say it, but it's perfect timing. So I'm glad you kind of hit this rock bottom moment, Ashley. Just kidding. I never wish anybody hit rock bottom unless it leads them closer to Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. So here we go, Ashley. Why don't you take the floor? I'll give you the microphone and you can talk about your testimony a little bit. I'm scared. (laughs) Don't worry, sweetie. I'm here for you. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm actually going through this right now. Right in the thick of it. I'm right in the thick of it, and a lot of times, you know, I was telling my friend Molly this, that when you're going through something in the moment, it 
feels like a mess. It feels like nothing. You don't understand what's going on. You don't understand what you're struggling with. You're you're trying to dig deep to figure out what's going on. You're trying to figure out where you're at in life. Everything feels like a mess. And when I went to um, the Chicago Museum of Art, I was looking up close at the paintings and they literally looked like scribbles and blobs up close like the oil paintings are just like literally strokes of paint and if you just looked at one section of the painting it looks like a mess and then as you start to step back and look at the whole painting as a whole it's a beautiful creation you see all these random strokes and scribbles and blobs and somehow all those things that up close looked like mistakes. When you step back, it looks like a beautiful picture. Thank goodness. Thank goodness I have my sister on the podcast with me because if it was just me, it would be a bunch of fart noises. And <laughs> somehow you take the microphone for 0.2 seconds. There's poetry. There's birds singing. There's Okay, no, stop. No, but what I'm trying to say is that that's what God is doing with our lives is like, we're walking through the thick of things right now and it feels like a mess and it feels like nothing's going to turn out okay. And at the end of our lives, we're going to take a step back and see a beautiful painting that God was creating the whole time. And it's through the mistakes. It's through the ups and downs. It's through all these learning curves and valleys and dark spots that honestly, if they weren't in the painting, I don't think the painting would look as beautiful in the end. So that's just the start of this. But that's what I'm wanting to say is that right now I'm in in that season of it doesn't, it literally feels like all these scribbles and I look at my life and I'm like, wow, it literally makes no sense right now. And like, what what is God trying to do through this? Yeah, and I wanted to say just as a little lead into what she's going to talk about wanting to be liked is similarly all of us have gone through these moments of burnout and I feel like social burnout is a real thing like being around people and then coming back not even just for introverts also for extroverts being in in an environment where you feel drained and you come out and you have burnout That is a, it can be a red flag that there is something that needs to be looked at. There's a deeper issue. And when Ashley came back from college, she had severe burnout. And it was like the type of burnout where she was under the covers. She didn't want to talk to people. Like a phone call was hard to do. A phone call was hard to make. And it's not her being weak. It's not her not liking people. It was just her realizing like through this whole process. And I mean, it took a long time, even through this whole quarantine for her to realize that she was struggling with burnout because she was being inauthentic. She was trying to please people at school. And now that she's looking back on it, she realized that it was causing so much stress and anxiety upon her every single day to try to please people in order not to let them down. And I want Ashley to speak on this, obviously, because it's her life, but then also to come back to me because I have a different 
I have a different reason why I am a people pleaser. And it's not because I don't want to let them down or because I'm afraid of hurting people. It's actually for more of a selfish reason. So why don't you just go because she's my little white lamb. <laughs> um, yeah, so what Taylor was saying, I I experienced severe burnout after coming back from college and starting quarantine. And it was it was months upon months of me knowing I was burnt out, but literally having no way to say no to things. Like I felt there was there was a way, but I felt like in the moment I had to do all these things, please all these people, all these things on my checklist, not to mention a full college course load, an entire ministry that we're running, a business we're running on top of having dozens of friends, on top of mentoring and discipleship, on top of serving at church and going to church twice a week, and on top of staying in touch with my close family, not not alone, let, let, not let alone whatever, however heck you say that, <laughs> also my extended family, and just all the other things in the cracks. Yeah. And so I was really burnt out and I didn't, I didn't dig deep enough to figure out why. And I just let it happen. Mm -hmm. I just kept going. I just kept chugging along. Mm -hmm. And then finally when quarantine hit, it hit mm -hmm. because look, I'm saying the Lord needed to do that in my life because if he didn't do that, I would have kept going at a hundred miles per hour mm -hmm. with no breather breaks. Mm -hmm. And so I got home and I was just resting and I had a blow up with my sister because my sister was expecting things from me and I was so, I just couldn't have that pressure on me. Like I felt like it was the weight of the world when my sister was expecting things from me and her expectations were not huge people. I'm telling you, she was like, let's go on a walk together. And I was like, <laughs> but I, I, I remember going on a walk with you and I blew up, but not at you, but just, I started crying. And when I start crying, you know, something's stirring, but yeah, I just remember talking to you about how I was like, I just can't expect things from you because I didn't want to hurt you. And I knew I was hurting you. And that killed me inside when I knew I was hurting you because I wasn't meeting your expectations. So that happened. I really felt a lot of healing from that moment. Mm -hmm. And I felt like things after that, I was starting to grow and heal from that. And then just recently, one of this is when poop hit the fan This is when poop hit the fan. One of Taylor, me and Taylor's close friends from home and from school came to Wisconsin with us for a weekend and I was just not myself. I felt so tired. I felt so exhausted and I didn't want to feel that way, but I just, I don't know. It was like the first time I was around someone other than my family after like two months and I just felt weak. And I just felt like I was like, all I want to do is sit in a cocoon and not talk to anybody. Even though this friend I love dearly from the bottom of my heart and I want to spend time with her, but I don't know. It was something. And I realized through that, that I was hurting her and not realize like, and I just in that moment didn't know what to do because I wanted to say like, 
no to things. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to say, like, like I did say no a few times to things that we were doing, but I just want to give a little preface that just so they know, like we, me and my friend were doing a lot of things throughout the day. It was like, not that it was nonstop because we had a couple of napping breaks, but it was like, it was basically like being back with friends again. And after being in quarantine, Ashley had been so used to like, like trying to repair and have alone time. Of course, she wasn't addressing the issue that she had. She was not addressing the issue that she was burnt out because she was people pleasing and didn't know how to stop. So then when it was like, okay, like we're, Wisconsin's letting people see each other again. We're introducing like we were, we like, we're like, let's go hang out with a friend. And it was like in that moment there, there was this still unmet need inside of her where she was ignoring the fact that she was still burnt out from not knowing how to be herself around people. And here she had built this friendship with this friend and she loved Ashley for exactly who she was. But on the inside, Ashley still didn't know how to be her full authentic self because she was afraid of letting people down. So when we were doing like a million things a minute, like riding bikes, playing tennis, um, having workouts, going by the beach, all these things, it was like she was having this conflict inside of her where she was like butting heads with herself. She was like, no, I need to people please. Like I need to do all these things. And then the other part of her was like, no, like I need to rest. And I know that there's a part of me that that's saying it's okay for me to rest, but she couldn't listen to it because she was afraid of letting her down. Exactly. And I realized like, Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. I hadn't communicated this to anyone. I didn't even know it myself. And so in the process of like months and years of doing this to people, what ended up happening was because I wanted to people please, I would end up lying. And I would say like, okay, let's say someone's like, hey, like, let's go to a coffee shop together today. And let's say in my schedule, I'm booked, I'm maxed out. But when that person comes to me and says, hey, like, let's go get coffee together. I, in my heart, I'm like, I want to get coffee with you, but I'm so busy. I can't. I literally can't fit another thing in. Or I'm just not even that I'm busy, but I'm just burnt out. And I I have a right to say no to this because I literally can't talk to another person without me exploding. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so to that person's face, I'll say, yeah, 
But really deep down, I'm just like, I can't. I need to take care of myself. And so what ends up happening is because I'm trying to people please, I end up not communicating how I'm actually feeling like, hey, I'm just too burnt out right now. Or, hey, I'm just not in a place where I'm, I can, I can pour or talk into another person, pour into another person. And, and so what ended up happening was a lot of times I was dishonest and I would let people, I would end up hurting people more where, whereas I could have just said right, right up the front, right off the bat, Hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm not in a right place right now to hang out or to talk or, or I just, I don't have time right now to call. And, um, yeah, that's where I really went wrong in people pleasing is I it ended up starting to control me and what I came so after so after this weekend was over after my friend ended up leaving Taylor told me that um I just she's like were you okay this weekend you weren't yourself and I realized like whoa I just had a self reflection moment and poop at the fan. I started crying. I was really humbled in that moment. In Psalm one nineteen twenty five, I could really relate to, which says, "My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word." And I just felt like I just hit the bottom, and I just started realizing why why I had been so burnt out. And it was because deep down, I have this fear that I'm going to hurt someone or not please someone. And I let that control my actions and it, and it led to me being not authentically me. It led to me people pleasing rather than being myself around people. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I want to say that after I talked to her, I was like, Hey, is like everything okay? Like you seem down this weekend. You seem distant. She started crying, but ironically it was like crying. It was like somehow everything started to fit together. Cause she's like, I just am so overwhelmed. I have 70 people on my phone that I need to text back. And in that moment, and I was like, okay, so this is bigger than just this weekend. (laughs) This is, this is her starting to realize that she has accumulated a long list of people who feel really close to her, but she doesn't feel close to them because she wasn't letting herself be her full self. And to these people, she is really important to them because she's their counselor when they need help. She's their best friend when they need someone there. She's the person to pick up the phone all the time or come over to them in a drop of a hat or be their Bible study teacher. A list of 101 occupations that she was holding up because she wanted them to feel loved. And in the moment of her focusing so heavily on other people and wanting other people to feel loved and also in exchange for them to like her, it was burning her out. And it came to this moment of just tears and utter realization that I need to change something. And this was hard because she's known for a long time that she needs to be more honest with people about friendships and I just looked at her and and we looked at each other and we were like, you need to sit here and you need to text a number of people about how you're feeling and how you have been honestly like you said it, a wishy-washy friend. Because when you're not yourself, your friendships lack. Your friendships lack 
because you're doing a disservice to the other person because they don't know who you really are. It's not a true friendship because one of the parties isn't being completely honest. And even if it's out of a place of genuine, just wanting them to feel loved and them wanting to feel like they're a close friend to you or feeling like, I don't know, X, Y, Z, you name it, you put it in. The friendship is hurting. It's, it's hurting. It's a disgenuine friendship. And so Ashley and I sat down together and we texted a lot of people that day. Yeah, I ended up calling that friend who came and just said I was sorry, apologized, which was really good. And you know, you know you have a true friend when that person like loves you for who you truly are and is willing to walk through with you through these things and that's how she was, which made my heart so happy. And you know, and just then just texting probably about oh gosh, over 30 20 to 30 people, I think, maybe less, I don't know, but just saying, hey, like, I just, I'm not in a season where I can call or talk every day, and I'm so sorry. I'm sorry if I've ever hurt you. God really humbled me, mm-hmm. and I needed that. I needed that. Yeah, what was interesting is just that day that this is happening, I saw somebody post something on their Instagram. It said, God doesn't care about your comfort. He cares about your character. Um, And what I just had another revelation moment that when we try to please people, when we try to be liked, it's us actually trying to take into our own hands situations so that we can feel more comfortable. Like for me, I feel most comfortable when I know I'm liked. And when I know I'm surrounded by people who care about me and who appreciate me and value me. And and that's me trying to seek comfort in these situations instead of being a dignified woman and being who I am, which that is living a godly character with godly character and not sacrificing like you have to. You have to sacrifice your comfort in these situations in order to be your true self and in order to have true friendships. Yeah, and then the last thing I'm going to say for this for me is that it is a struggle for me to be a woman of dignity. It is hard because I do have that people pleaser mentality in me and in order to be a woman of dignity you stand up for truth and honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. And, and and that was something I was lacking because I noticed um, events in my past that had happened where I was so weak in, in a moment that I wasn't myself and I let my fear control me. And I took the, the route of fear and, and bowing down to fear rather than taking the route of submission to God and integrity and dignity. Mm-hmm. And so for you ladies out there who struggle with integrity and dignity and, and doing the right thing, saying the truth and sticking up for what is right, if you struggle with that, I would encourage you pray that please just say in your prayers, God, please make me a woman of dignity because that's what I have been praying for for a few years now, maybe two years now. And and I feel like it's it's taken time, months, 
But God has slowly been helping me become more into a woman of dignity. And and it's through things like this, what I explained to you, that just happened that God is making me into a woman of dignity. He's, he's showing me, he's revealing to me areas in my character that are wishy-washy and just not, not um, godly. And so pray that God would make you into a woman of dignity. Very good. I love that little wrap-up. Now, it's a 23-minute podcast. We don't have to do it 30. You know, honestly, I don't know how long mine is going to take. But, yeah, I'm going to talk about I'm gonna talk about me for a little bit. Um, yeah, this is Taylor. Um, now, if you remember at the beginning of this, I said Ashley has a different reason for being liked than I do. And hers is a fear of letting people down. With me... I oftentimes feel like it's my job to be liked um, instead of being authentic because I'm afraid of rejection. And I feel like just part of my personality is I'm just afraid of what people think of me constantly. With YouTube, it's kind of nice because, I mean, I upload these videos and I can control what I put in the video. I don't. I don't have to put things that I feel uncomfortable with. Um, But in real life, it's hard because I'm surrounded by people that I know, like, I mean, just for myself, like with my own reflection, I'm a judgmental person. And I hate saying that because I'm so fearful of other people being judgmental of me. And I honestly feel like that's a reflection of myself. Like, I'm so afraid of other people's judgment because I'm judgmental. And... Also, like part of my like testimony, testimony, I don't want to say testimony, but my walk in my life is when I was little, I had a relative tell me that she was disappointed in the way that I looked and that my weight meant something. It was she was disappointed because I was overweight and I needed to do something to fix it. I remember her saying, you need to join a sport or you need to do something. And I remember in that moment feeling like, okay, like there is a condition to being loved by people. And the condition is whatever the person decides. For her, it was your weight. And I was from then on conscious about my weight. Um, And then another encounter that I had with another kid, he told me he was like the one kid in my neighborhood that was a boy that I wanted to be friends with and I remember he told me you're so stupid or like nobody likes you and then in that moment obviously when you're a kid you don't have these resources to like stick up for yourself and tell yourself no like you're a great person you're an awesome kid God loves you all these things so in that moment I was like okay boys think I'm stupid and like I just started assigning these labels and it was labels that people gave me and from then on, I, I, I let fear kind of control me in, in when I'm talking to people. And part of our cognitive distortion series, we talked about mind reading. And I feel like when you have this tight fist of wanting to be liked, you just become a pro at mind reading. You're mind reading people left and right. I mean, people in the grocery store, people in your church, people in your um, close friends in your life, people that you like or have like 
um, a crush on. Like you're constantly mind reading because you find these mind reading, you find mind reading to be a valuable tool in figuring out how to behave and how to act in order to get somebody to like you instead of focusing on being authentic. And that is a downfall that I have because I'm afraid of being rejected. I mean, there are times when I don't want to let people down, sure, but really it's out of a place of insecurity for me wanting to be liked. And I know that it's both ways for me in the sense that I'm insecure in my outer appearance, but I'm also insecure about the way that I am on the inside. And this is something that I've been growing through and working on. I'm not trying to settle in this place of insecurity and trying to have people like me. But I remember for me, when I was jo- when I joined um, a job, when I started working at the library, um, I knew one person that worked there, but she didn't work any of my shifts. So I kind of had this panic moment of like, wow, I really know nobody. And I was put um, with these coworkers and I just remember having so much anxiety when I was at work because I did not know how to act around any of these people in order for them to like me. And I remember feeling like the situation was so out of control. It's like any situation where you're you're new. Like if you're new to a new school, then you feel out of control because you don't know how to act around the people that you're there with. When you don't know how to predict situations, you get anxiety because you don't know how to have people like you. And for me and my work, there were so many people that I remember just trying to watch and like figure out their personalities. Like what kind of jokes do they laugh at? Like are they a serious person? Are they more fun person? Are they judgmental? All these things so that if the opportunity presented itself when I would talk to them, I knew how to act around them, which when I'm saying this in retrospect, it makes me so sad. But I know that in the moment, I didn't have the tools to figure out how to navigate that situation with being my authentic self. After I went through counseling sessions, I remember she told me that it's like an illusion because you think that getting people to like you and acting a certain way is going to give you freedom in the friendship. It's going to make you more comfortable. It's going to make you feel like things are under control. It'll make you feel like you're liked. But actually, it does the opposite because it causes you to have anxiety in every situation that you're with somebody because you're always trying to figure out how do I be the person that they want me to be? And it never gives you freedom in the friendship because it's it's not free for you. For the other person it is, but it isn't for you. And then when you leave that place in your home alone, it's like you breathe a sigh of relief and you just want to be, um, you're like suffering from burnout, even if you're just with somebody for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what happened. Ashley, she came home from school and it was like burnout times 20 because when you're in college, you're constantly, constantly around people all the time. And there's something to say about wanting to just be a nice person and wanting to make people feel inclusive. And that's totally normal and that's totally okay. But if you're sacrificing yourself, if you're going through life in situations and you take a moment to breathe and a moment to think and you're like, I don't even know who I am, like what even is my personality? Then that's a red flag that you've probably been cruising through life being a person, a different person with each person that you're around. And now with me, you probably could have told me this a couple years ago and I would disagree, 
because for me, I was like, well, I have my core values. I know that I'm a believer. I would never sacrifice my faith in any situation. I wouldn't compromise my integrity. And like, there are things where like, yes, that's true even today. I wouldn't compromise my integrity. I wouldn't compromise my faith. But there is also the fact that I'm I can be very fluid person around different people depending on who they are. And it's interesting because I remember talking with someone and they were like, you know what? I just can't have my work friends over and my real friends over at my house at the same time. Like it's just too much for me because I'm a different person at work than I am around my friends. And it's not to say that once again, their integrity is different. It's just you're a different person around different people that you're with because you know how people act and you know how they're going to respond. And oh, Ashley wants to the mic. Here you go. I think that's why I had such a struggle that weekend that our friend came over because I was in an environment of being home, the place where I know I can authentically be myself. And then I had a friend come from college who I'm somewhat of a different person at college in the sense that I'm extremely bubbly. I'm always, always willing to talk to someone. I'm always willing to go with the flow flow and have a good time and have fun and pour my heart out to heart, (laughs) (laughs) pour my heart out to people And so it was kind of the collision of two worlds coming together, and I didn't know how to handle it. And that's what made me realize in that moment, who am I? Like, am I this this reserved person who likes to sit under her blankets to get away from life? Or am I a bubbly, outgoing, loving friend? And here's the thing about about this, you guys. I am both people. I am a reserved person who loves to sit under the covers and read a book, but I'm also a bubbly friend who loves to be with other people. And it's just learning how to figure out that balance and learning how to authentically be myself and and just be who I am in the moment and do it authentically with integrity and with confidence to just say, this is who I am and I hope that you will accept accept me for me and to communicate that this is who I am Mm -hmm. and and I wish I would have done that that weekend when that friend came over was just said like hey like I'm really tired and I would love some time to just be by myself it has nothing to do with you but I hope you would accept me for who I am if I would have just communicated that things might have been better Mm mm-hmm But either way, um, we are refined through these situations. And like we said earlier, God does care about your character more than your comfort. And so even though we ride on this comfort feeling for a really long time of trying to be in control of situations and trying to have people like us, if we're continually also seeking a relationship with God and wanting to grow in Him, He's going to refine our character. And there's going to be a time when poop hits the fan And you realize that you have nowhere else to go except to face the facts and then bite the bullet and do the hard thing. And that it feels like such a scary thing. But once it happens and once it's done, that's actually when you find freedom. And we want you to remember that it's not your job to 
strive to get people to like you. It's your job to be authentically you and who God created you to be. And if you feel yourself leaning towards the side of you feel like it's your job to get people to like you, I would highly encourage that you would just spend some time alone just thinking about this, like asking yourself the question, why do I strive to have people like me? Like, what it, what is my biggest fear? What Go through these scenarios in your head. What would happen if I was authentically myself? What's the worst thing that could happen? And, and start to just reflect and ask God to bring these things up and remind yourself of the truth that it isn't your job to have people like you, but it's your job to ultimately please the Lord in the end. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is I remember my counselor going through this situation where she was like, okay, let's go through your work scenario. What happens if you do this situation? I was like, okay, well, I tell my coworker a joke. And she, and then she's like, okay, what happens next? And I say, they didn't think the joke was funny. And in fact, they were, they don't like me, basically, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, they don't like me. And then she's like, and I was just like, well, like, that's horrible. Like, it just gave me so much anxiety just sitting there thinking about it. I was like, I mean, saying it out loud, it sounds kind of pathetic that the worst thing that could happen is they don't like me. But in the heat of the moment, you're scared. You don't like the feeling of rejection. For me, it's rejection, feeling rejected. Um, But I also wanted to go to the flip side of the coin because I also talked, okay, so it's inward. You can be scared of, you want people to like you for like your personality. And so you you try to change that for them. But there's also the side of you want people to like you for who you are on the outside. Um, And this is very prevalent in our culture. Let's be honest. Um, I wanted to read this verse. I have this verse kind of pinned in the back of my mind. It's from 1 Samuel 16. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this could not be a more true verse. Because when you're living in the world and you're living in its culture, it focuses on outward appearance. It just does. And part of being liked in our society is for what you look like on the outside. And it's sad to say, but it's true. Like even if you look at young kids in school, who's the kid that's always left out? The kid that peep the kid, the weird one, the kid with that people think is weird. Like if they have like a deformity, if they are different, all these things, um, kids, even just like as a kid, people reject people for the way they look. As you get older, it gets more true. You get into middle school, then your appearance matters even more. You get into high school, your appearance matters even more. College, bam. Work, bam. The rest of your life, it's always there. And the thing that I noticed for me is I was never flat out rejected for my appearance. I mean, I had a few friends say some things to me about my looks, but there's almost a little bit of a subtle undercurrent of a rejected feeling when you're never pursued. And we've talked about this in our podcast before, but when you want to be in a relationship with somebody and nobody ever looks at your, I mean, you never get pursued, you automatically assume that there's something wrong with the way you look. 
and you want to, you feel rejected. And like, once again, I talked about how rejection is one of my biggest fears. And I remember even this past year, I was like, okay, I'm going to like actually try to be like, go around a boy. Like I liked a boy and I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to like be around him. And I remember we went through the process. Basically he knew that I liked him and he was like, okay, like, let me think about it. Like if I want to go out on a date, he ended up saying no. And I remember just like crying in that moment because it was like okay like my fears like here's me facing my fears right now of me being rejected and then of course me wanting to like in that moment like try to figure out why am I being rejected I needed to know why I was being rejected was it my appearance I was like oh no I should have changed this I should have worn this I should have done this to try to be liked or was it my personality oh I know I should have been more outgoing I know I should have done this to try to get him to like me all these things no it's not and And honestly, in the end, that's not my job. It's not my job to try to make him like me. If he liked me, it would have happened and it would have been over. Either way, God grew me through that situation. And obviously in the moment, I didn't want to think that I was going to be rejected, but here I am. It's a couple months later and God used that situation to help grow me more towards him. Um, And there is a real struggle of wanting to look a certain way on the outside because you think that that is going to make you be liked, lovable, liked by people. And everybody, that is man's deepest desire in their heart is to be loved. And when you go, when you are looking for that with man, then there's going to be a letdown. There's going to be a letdown and there's also going to be a condition it's you you need to fulfill these conditions to be liked by man these conditions to be praised by society all these things that leads you down this path of a tight grip of wanting to be liked and anxiety and a destruction of yourself and a coming to the end of your wall what is the phrase coming to the end of your coming to the end of yourself and having a cry moment having a poop hit the fan moment because you're like <laughs> why didn't I believe in myself? Why didn't I, why don't I love the way God made me? God made me fear. I mean, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's almost like when we focus so much on the world, we forget that we were created with a purpose and we forget that God made me unique and and uniquely individual because only I can be myself and only I can lead people to Christ in a certain way. If everybody was good at evangelism, then there wouldn't be somebody good at serving or with mer- or have a gift of mercy or have all these different gifts. Everybody has different gifts. And when we're trying to be liked, we're trying to shove ourselves into this mold of what the world tells us we should be. And it's counterproductive because God made us specifically a certain way. No matter how much we try to change ourselves or how much we try to fit the mold, we're going to have a poop hits the fan moment. And we know it even in the heat of it. Like even if even if I know that I'm changing myself around my friends, I still do it anyway because I'm like, it'll. I just want this comfort moment. I just want it to last. I just want to get through the day. I just want to do this, do this, do this, do this. In the end, if you're pursuing a relationship with Christ, he is going to refine you and he's going to refine your character. And it's going to cause you to have to be authentic to who God made you to be. Yes. And can I say something to close us? Yes. So what Taylor said is exactly true. 
Christ made us in a certain way. And why did he do that? For the purpose of glorifying him. And we always have to come back to that. And that's what I'm going to close this podcast with today because our purpose in life is to glorify God. And we glorify God by accepting who we are, living authentically, knowing him and making him known. If we are going to focus on ourselves every day, yes, we are going to feel like we're stuck in a hole, a dark hole. But if we remember our true purpose and calling, and that is that God is to be glorified, we are going to take our eyes off of ourselves, fix our eyes on what truly matters, and that is giving him the glory. And when you're living for that purpose, guess what starts to go away and fade away? What I look like my worries about how much I weigh, my worries about, about what does this person like me? You know, what? at the end of the day, I'm here to know him and make him known. And I might not be a size zero, but I'm making him known. And that's what matters. And not saying that these struggles aren't real because they are, but we really have to come back to what truly matters and what, what truly matters and what your purpose is, is that God is glorified. And you can glorify God because he made you you. And when you walk in those footsteps, you're glorifying him. So I wanted to say that to close out this podcast. Okay, and that was perfect. That's exactly what I needed to get me off my rolling thunder tangent. Um, So thank you, Ashley, for that. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying this mini-series. Next week is going to be just as good as this one, hopefully. Um, But honestly, I'm glad that this podcast went almost 45 minutes because it showed that there was some truth in here. So if you guys were encouraged by this podcast, um, please share with a friend because... I think a lot of people need to hear this message because we all struggle with it, to be honest. And if somebody would have shared me this message a long time ago, I would have been so grateful for it because I didn't even realize that it was a problem until poop hit the fan. So if we can help people hit the poop fan earlier, <laughs> okay, we have farts or poop in every podcast. There's the fart noise. Okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week on Monday morning. Bye.